Good morning and welcome. This is Pastor Lucy Painter with your daily insight. Yesterday, which was day 8 of this series of the protocols of the Lord's presence, we read about the display of the Lord's power through his voice as it was described by David in Psalms 29. We saw the awe-inspiring expression of God's authoritative dominion over the waters and in the clapping of thunder. We saw that the voice of the Lord splits and shatters the mighty cedars of Lebanon. It makes the mountains take flight before him. We say that his voice is like a storm on the sides of the desert, that the voice of the Lord reaches the farthest and the most desolate places. You see, the full extent of the power of the Lord makes the world tremble. It makes the heart melt within from within from without. Oh, just say the heart melts. It makes men hide their face. It is as fearful as it is awe-inspiring. But then the question becomes, what do we do in the presence of such power? Do we run and hide alongside the world? Do we run in shame from our inadequacy before the eyes of the Lord? Do we run away from this mighty presence? How exactly are we supposed to respond to this greatness and holiness? Why does the Lord manifest his power to us? What does he want us to do with this knowledge? So we are talking about the protocol of being in the presence of the Lord. And we said a good number of times now that we must understand the power and the greatness before which we are called to stand so that we may respond the right way, so that we may accord the Lord God the honor and reverence that is due to him. And so today, I want us to see what David said about the response of those who are in the presence of the Lord after the manifestation of the power of the Lord's voice that we read yesterday. David writes, In Psalms 29 verse 9, that the voice of the Lord twists mighty oaks and strips the forest bare. In his temple, everyone shouts glory. I want us to focus today to be on the response of those who are in the temple. In his temple, Everyone shouts, glory. You see, what we read yesterday is bound to inspire both awe and fear. Imagine a voice like a thunderbolt, a voice like a lightning, like a storm sweeping across the wilderness. No one would dare stand in the way of a power like this. In fact, Many of us would tremble and hide from it. But David brings out this picture and tells us of a different reaction from those who are in the temple. After witnessing all this, they are filled with awe as 
the innate world trembles and suffers from the manifestation of the Lord's power, those in the temple are engaged in praise. When the world is trembling under the token of God's power, these people are under the grace of his presence. They are in the place of privilege, receiving the comfortable influence of his mercy. They are invited to a place of safety and comfort to worship and exalt the Lord God in his sanctuary. And when these people discover the excellent majesty and power of the Lord, their fear of God does not send them away in flight with the mountains and the deer. It brings them closer in praise and adoration of the Lord. They shout glory. And this is what the power of the Lord does to those who seek to know him. It brings them closer. It inspires allegiance. It opens our eyes to the reasons for this manifestation. And we see glory in the place of fear. We see an inviting glory and flee towards it rather than away from it. Towards the hope that's set before us, we run towards the glorious refuge because we are indeed children of the light, as the Bible calls us in Ephesians 5 verse 8, and the children do not fear their father's voice. You see, the forces of nature, the sky, the earth, the waters, the trees, all proclaim the glory of the Lord. Everything in the dwelling place of God declares the majesty and the glory of God. The whole flame of nature. The angels are called on for praise. They speak of his glorious name. They speak of his glorious nature and works. They speak of his divine perfections and providence. Those who have heard the soul-shaking voice of the Lord, those who have felt the power of it declare the glory of his praise. They sing the beauty of his spirit they acknowledge that the lord is in a class by himself in perfection in greatness and in worth this is why they shout glory as they watch the manifestation of jehovah's majesty they marvel as the lord reveals himself in all his irresistible power and the lord receives back the glory due to him in these thousands voices of adoration. This is why God manifests his power to us so that we may understand, so that we may get a glimpse of his essential nature, a glimpse of the solitude magnitude of his beauty, his might, his goodness, justice, and honor. The word of God says in Leviticus 10.3, Among those who approach me, I will be proved holy. In the sight of all the people, I will be honored. This right here is the reason why the Lord sanctions us into his presence, that we may behold his glory. 
and we must therefore approach with care, with reverence and watchfulness. We must approach his dwelling place in acknowledgement of his justice and in submission to it. We must take into quiet contemplation of what the Lord has done when we are admitted into his glorious presence. We must not take his voice for granted. We must not take the manifestation of the Lord's majesty for granted. For we are called to be witnesses to his deeds. We are called to reverence the Lord for his glory in the assembly of his saints. We are called not to make the Lord glorious, but to declare that he is. I want to repeat that again. We are called not to make the Lord glorious, but to declare that he is. We are called to vindicate and exalt the glory of God. This is the ground and the goal of our salvation. We are talking about the protocols. We are talking about understanding how to approach the throne of mercy. And we cannot even begin to do this right if we cannot see, if we cannot apprehend and recon with this kind of glory. But when we begin to appreciate the infinite beauty and the greatness of his manifold perfections, when we begin to appreciate the manifestation of his character, his worth, and his attributes, then we will approach his glory with awe. When the world turns away in fear, we will draw near and worship him with understanding. We will recognize and respond to the glory of God right away. We will approach the place of mercy and grace and shout, Glory, glory, knowing that we have indeed beheld the glory. Shalom. This is Pastor Lucy Painter with your daily insight. And this is protocol of his presence, day nine.